This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today I am live broadcasting this, but you won't know that if you're listening over on Apple or Spotify or whatever your favorite platform is. Today we're talking about something important that I think affects most of us at some point or other, and that is about how you can get unstuck. And I'm joined today by Sam Adams, from who, who calls herself the Real Life Coach. And her little tagline is, it starts with you. So welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Sam. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Anna. Thanks for having me on. So we want to talk today about why it starts with you. What does that mean? Why is that your tagline? <laughs> why is that my tagline? It comes about, it came about, about taking ownership and responsibility for ourselves, our situations, our actions and our behavior. Partly be through sort of challenges that I was going through and trying to get myself out of the blame and complain mentality. And I did a lot of reading, a lot of soul searching. And I realized by me taking responsibility as well, rather than just blaming and taking ownership of the situation and, and looking deep within myself of some of the things that I did and I contributed to those situations, um, actually was quite freeing. It kind of, it put me in the control. It put me back in control because I was feeling quite out of control, which is a horrible place for anyone to be. And by taking ownership and understanding, right, it starts with me here. The buck stops here. It starts with me and it ends with me. And just taking that responsibility and that ownership actually freed me up and freed a lot of anguish I was feeling. So Sam, I've kind of jumped the gun a little bit because I told you I was going to let you introduce yourself and say a little bit about what you do and who you help. So before we talk about what was going on for you in that point of anguish where you knew you wanted to get unstuck, just share a little bit about about who you are. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Anna. Okay. Obviously, I'm Sam Adams. I'm known as the real life coach. I didn't give myself that name. Somebody gave it to me, which kind of stuck. Not a massive fan of the word life coach, but you know, I do coach people at the end of the day about their lives and how to navigate their way through it. I help people, I guess. I help people that, yeah, are stuck, frustrated maybe a little bit lost and I help them reconnect with themselves, find out who they really, really are. Because there is this thing that we tend to do as human beings sometimes is that we we show up in the world with this veneer, you know, with what we think the world might want to see and hear from us. And then there's this bit down here that actually really is us. And there's this gap in between the two. And in between that gap is generally a bit of shame, a bit of embarrassment, a bit of guilt. So I help people close that gap and show up more transparently and get connected back to themselves. So when we understand ourselves better, when we become more self-aware, actually how we're going about life and the things that we're aiming for become more genuine, become more real. And we find what our true desires and passions are by being more in touch and in tune with ourselves. So I help people ultimately, long answer, reach their potential and improve their performance by getting to know themselves a lot better. And what do you think it is that keeps us stuck? Why do you, why, why do we get to that place where we feel like we can't move forward? What happens? Yeah, there's, there's many reasons. I think 
life happens. That's what happens. You know, when we're young, we change our identity, like we change our coat sometimes to fit in with the crowd. And um, and we show up in a way that we think our friends will like, our peers, whatever, even religion, family, it all plays a part, right? All these layers of life come into play. And before you know it, you're married, you've got two kids, you've had money, you've lost money, you've been in love, you've had your heart broken, and you get to your mid-30s and your personality's formed, your character's pretty much formed, you know what's coming if, you know, we know about emotions and what's coming and what everything feels like. And then we realise that actually we, we kind of start to look at ourselves in life and think, hang on, who am I? Is this really what I want from life? It's a natural progression. This is why we have life, you know, midlife crisis, right? And then... And we start to get frustrated. We might be frustrated with our partner, with with our job. This isn't how I saw my life going. This isn't how I saw myself showing up. Um, and I think it's the layers of life that that come in. It takes a really strong person to show up and be themselves every single day, especially when we're younger. And that, that I think, ultimately ends up compounding. And then we get to a point where we start to feel stuck and frustrated. Uh, I and think we as well, like for me... The reason I felt st- so stuck a long, long time ago now, when I was actually actually end of my twenties, actually, so maybe I hit midlife crisis early, <laughs> was that I felt like everyone else was responsible for the reason my life wasn't how I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was everyone else's fault. It was this opportunity I didn't get because of somebody else. It was this thing didn't happen because this. The things in my marriage aren't great because my husband probably was his fault. To be fair, but he's not listening to this, so I can say that. Because <laughs> I am always right, Jeff. If you ever hear this, just accept that. <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of blame and blame that we put on out, things outside of ourselves, and often actually it's the fact that we didn't want something enough, or we were too scared to go after it. Yeah, exactly that. And we we do do that a lot. You know, maybe you know I'm not saying it's a midlife crisis every time, but we do blame. You know, we have a a tendency to blame and complain about other things, the institution, the government, it's my partner, it's not me. Um, and before, I always say to anyone, before you leave any relationship, have you taken a good look at yourself? You know, are you perfect? Because you, you, Well, the answer here is obviously yes. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. darn close. Yeah, pretty darn close, for sure. So, yeah, we do. But it's, it's having that foresight and that insight into ourselves to say, you know looking within like we don't want to do that right of course no I'm perfect right I've got this right do you know the work by Byron Katie yeah love it. and so her book I can't remember what it's, it's it starts loving with what is loving what is it's such a fascinating mm. book actually Amazing, where yeah. what she does if you for example if it was to do with a romantic relationship that perhaps has lost the romance shall we say yeah and you're full of blame you're full of he doesn't or she doesn't do this and it's them 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 and then you pose these questions well is that true and actually what if it's me who's doing the thing that I'm accusing them of what if I allow myself to see that so powerful such powerful work it's like yeah I I, funny enough I recommended it to a client yesterday it's it's even it's a great book but it's even better on audible because you can hear a coach and a client so you hit Mm. and it's just it's fascinating to hear a coach of clients and those those few little words that is that true you know when you say that sentence well he does this he doesn't put the rubbish out he doesn't give me enough attention it's just asking yourself is that true it's looking within right that's all that is really it's a fascinating book a really really good book I cried when I read it <laughs> definitely got me out of a few sticky spots yeah. so 
in terms of getting unstuck then, what does this look like? When someone gets moving, what do you see? Because we talk as coaches, we talk about fulfilling your potential, unlocking your... What does that mean? They're so, they can seem such lofty phrases. Yeah. What is actually a visceral experience of that happening? It, you know, it is hard. And we do say those things a lot. I talk about potential and performance, but I think none of that full potential of maxing out your performance comes unless you do the work on yourself. You understand who you are. What A bit like, you know, loving what is. It's like turning within and taking that responsibility. And master, it's like, it's a, a bit like self-mastery. And self-mastery really is understanding yourself. That you know you are flawed. You're not perfect. Understanding your your thinking pattern, uh, patterns. We get in habitual thinking patterns as well, and trying to look within and understand that. And a lot of self reflection has to be done. A lot of questioning. Like I question. I ask uncomfortable questions to my clients. They're uncomfortable for me to ask, and they're probably uncomfortable for them to receive. But by doing that, you go a little bit deeper. You dig a little bit deeper to the core essence of yourself. And it really starts there, questioning yourself about what you do and why you do what you do. And when you connect back to that, that helps you get unstuck because you start to reflect and think, why am I here? Why did I make that decision? Why am I sensitive to that? Why did I handle this certain situation like that? And you have to repeatedly ask yourself those questions journal about it. I always get my clients to write. Writing is really therapeutic anyway. It helps you to really connect with the emotions of of what you're thinking. And just, I always think when I end a coaching relationship, I want to leave my clients with the ability to ask, to go forward and ask themselves difficult questions rather than me, because they're not always going to have me in their corner. And it's learning to to self-coach almost and master the art of being you and loving being who you are. There's a couple of things I want to add to that. First of all, I'm a huge fan of journaling myself. And guys, if you're listening, if you haven't tried the Remarkable 2, the new tablet writing notepad, it's a tablet, but it feels like paper. It is incredible. And actually, I really need to get an affiliate link because it's so good. It's about £500, so it's a big investment. But it literally, you can write in the messiest handwriting ever and then you convert it to text and email it to yourself. So wow. I've literally written out a 12-week program, all in my scribbly handwriting that I can barely read, and it's already text. It's in, it is insane. And I, I normally get through so many notebooks. I normally have one on the go for everything, the trainings I'm taking, the clients, my daily journaling, and then I've got a kind of extra notepad. Then I've got something, and I never know where things are. I've taken great notes, can't find a thing. I so, so this, this is all it all unfold. It, it, it's amazing, and I never thought I would give up the notebooks. I think I'll still have one or two lying around. But so um, is it like tablet size, like an iPad size? Yeah, so a bit, bit bit bigger than an iPad, but it feels almost as close to paper as I think you can get. And it's amazing. I've got check my daily checklists. I used to have them on post-it notes all over the place. So I've got like, you know, what I'm doing today. It's amazing. And for oh, any artists as well, it's good to just, if no, you're a doodler. Yeah, I'm a, if you saw my desk here now, I've got four, four journals here. Then I've got my coaching folders and things like that. So I'm really excited because I'm thinking. Yeah, go get it. Go one, get it. So, so, so the other thing then was about, about how we recognize what we're saying right? Because you've got to recognize the truth in what you say. And yeah. I, and this, this for me comes back to NLP and, and uh, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, because so often we'll make a statement and, and is, is that actually the way it is? Yeah, it's always that way. Well, is it? Is mm. it always that way? 
And just to just to kind of bring an example from my personal life before I kind of understood all of this this mindset stuff is that I would say all the time that I was always overlooked. And then the the coach that I was working with, well, is that true? Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's always true because you want to cling on to it. Yeah. What, what if actually you've had tremendous opportunity, but you've sabotaged it? Oh, okay. So that's also been true. So if that's also been true, it wasn't true that it was always true that I was always overlooked, if that makes sense. So being really careful and mindful of those words, like yeah. always and never, because actually, is that real or are you holding on to a belief? And when you start to recognize that you've got yourself stuck literally in some thought loops and some habit loops yeah. and having those kind of amazing, powerful moments that you can step into something else. Oh my God, it blows your mind. And whichever yeah. modality or whatever type of coaching unlocks that for you, the sooner you're through it, the better your life is going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we get, you're right. You know, we get stuck in these habit loops and these thought loops. I love helping people rethink their thinking, right? That's what a lot of it comes from. And our, and the language that we use, we get stuck. We get stuck with the same negative language, you know, the same habitual thinking, you know, doubt is a habitual thinking pattern. So yes. And that's when I talk about self-awareness, you know, that you've got to do that work internally to start to become aware of of your language. But the thing is, you have to, you have to be ready. Like I always say, you know, people come to me and go, I want this. I want to do that. I want to change my mindset, whatever. Wanting's not enough. You know, you, I don't take the wanters. I, I take the people that are ready to do the work because it's not easy. It's not easy work to do. Is it worth it? Yes. But, but sometimes there is actually, we are getting many benefits from staying stuck. There are massive payoffs. There's reasons why we're staying in that place. Perhaps we like the attention. Perhaps we like the pity. Perhaps yes. we like staying in our comfortable environment while still complaining that we don't have enough income or we're not doing something. Well, what what is it? Is it really that you like to sit down and watch two hours of Netflix? Because yes. that actually brings you joy, but you're not acknowledging that it brings you joy. Yeah. And flipping that on its head. We're getting lots of questions in the comments about journey. So I think I'm actually, I'm just going to take a moment to just explain how I do, what my method is. So yeah. what I do is morning, it's known as morning pages, which is something I encountered through Julia Cameron's work, who is the author of The Artist's Way. I started mm. reading her book about 25 years ago, and it was my first kind of uh, step into knowing anything that mindset could change how I think and feel. Yeah. And basically what you do, you write everything that comes into your head and yeah. keep going everything, even if you've got nothing to say until you reach the end of three pages. And that could be, I've got a headache this morning. I hate writing. The last thing I want to do is be in this notebook. It could be that something's beautiful that's caught your eye, could be planning, could be structuring, could be anything, but you're just going to keep writing. And one of the most effective things that I do in terms of getting unstuck is I highlight whenever I say something negative about myself, I will just underline it. I don't stop. I just underline it. Yeah. And then when I get to the end of the three pages, I'll go back and think, what have I said? What's that negative sentence? Because there's often a belief behind it. So yeah. for example, it might be something like, I'm always rubbish with the kids. Now, that's not going to help me having that as a habitual thought pattern. So yeah. I will then, and I, I refer to that as a, a blurt. So I will then change that to, I'm a great mum and I'm doing the best I can. And really? I will write that out again and again and again, probably five or six times, aware of all of the other sabotaging thoughts that are coming up. And if, yeah. the, if there are any thoughts as I write five times, I'm a great mum and I'm doing the best I can, 
there'll be all sorts of imposter syndrome stuff yeah. and failures, messages coming through. So I look at each of those. And by the time I've done that, oh my God, I'm in a better place. So For that's sure. one of the things that I do. No, that's amazing. And, that, and that's what I say to, you know, sometimes, yeah, just having a dump and dumping it all down in a journal is great. But the real power of journaling is reflection and it's going back, and which is what you're doing. You're going back and you're looking at it and you're reflecting on that. It's like, well, is that true? And you're reframing it and you're basically rethinking your thinking. And that's where the power is. Yeah, what you're doing is amazing. I don't do the stream of consciousness and I have to write three pages. Sometimes I write 10, sometimes I write one, but I do do it every day. That, that's interesting that you have to write three pages every day. There's something psychological about ordinarily turning the notebook. And of course, now it would be sliding across on Remarkable. <laughs> I, I talk about this a lot. I think it's so important. That in my first book, Get Visible, I talk about this as set an exercise. You do this for a full week mm. and you'll start to know yourself, that self-awareness that you're for talking sure. about. That's why I always talk, you know, I always, you know, with with my guys, it's like, you know, journaling on stuff is so, so important. And like I say, it just, it's such a great reflection tool, but reflection helps you understand yourself and it understands your thought patterns and your behaviors. And that's where you can start to make changes because you'll start to see the patterns and you'll think, well, how can I flip this on its head? I, I think there's a there's an opposite for everything. If you're willing to look for it and you're willing to work at it, which is what you do, right? When you see something negative, you go back in your journal and you're looking at it and like, okay, hang on. How can I reframe that? And it's so, so powerful to forget to know. Not even just the reframing. Sometimes it's the learning. So yeah. Sam and I had a private conversation before we came on air today. And, and I, I said to her, I don't want this to sound like we're just having a good old bitch and a moan. And actually what we said was, well, no, we've learned a lot because we, le- yeah. we know how we want to behave differently. Yeah, um, yeah. And that then becomes a positive conversation. It's lear- taking those learnings, observing what's going on, observing what makes you frustrated, angry, annoyed, and then yeah. going, well, well, what do I want that's different to that? How do yeah. I want to be different to that? Yeah, exactly. And that's There's really powerful. From everything and every situation. I, I believe that. I do believe that. But you've got, it's like I say, it starts with you. You've got to be willing to go there. You know, you've got, you've got, it comes from you at the beginning. So you've got to tune into yourself and and be willing to look for those opportunities and and those insights. You know, my coach challenged me when my dad died and he said to me, what, what did he say? He said, and I use this a lot now. I said, what does this now make room for? What does this now allow? It's a really challenging question to ask people. And now I ask it of myself now and I ask it of my clients. Now, my coach challenging me with that within days of my dad dying. Wow. The big question, but it was powerful because I was willing to go there and I was willing to look and to see. This is actually a conversation I was asked after. I had a launch last year that just did not, did not go the way it was supposed to. And I felt, actually a shame a feeling of shame came up for me because yeah. I run a very successful business and why and I know all the pro what's gone on here and I knew I knew why it hadn't worked but they they were saying to me well if this was actually the best thing for you which at the time I couldn't see at mm-hmm. all what would that best thing be mm-hmm. and actually in truth if the program that I've been promoting at that time had gone forward I wouldn't have been able to support my a mental health concern that we had privately at home Mm. and which one means meant more to me I literally would not have had that space to do it and also it enabled me to say well the thing I was selling if I'm honest I knew I was undercharging and I would have delivered it resentfully and so what does this tell me this tells me step the blah 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 up (laughs) step up 
I never yeah. know if I want to swear on my podcast. We have to be careful because once you've had ex- expletives on your podcast, your podcast is forever explicit. So you oh, do right. have to be a little bit mindful. So, yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent there, there no, Sam. So. Yeah, you did, but it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I've done well not to swear at this point. So now you've said it, we're probably at the end now, but now you've said it, I'm like, don't swear, don't swear. Okay, so Sam, tell us how people start to get unstuck. Where do they, how do they know if they're ready and how do they then get unstuck? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do come to me when they're frustrated and stuck. And, you know, there tends to be a tipping point. It's an unbearable tipping point that you cannot go on any longer. And I hate it when people get to that point because that's a horrible, dark place to be. I was there myself. And what I would say to people is that actually... I think fear stops people taking action and seeking some help and support to try and get themselves moving forward and unstuck, whatever the word is that you want to want to use. I would say to somebody, just seek some advice, some professional advice, a coach or a mentor or whatever, before you get to that unbearable position, because unbearable is a very dark place to be. Mm. You have to look within. Stop looking without. Stop looking. If you're feeling frustrated and stuck, it is within. I promise you the answers are within. You are the biggest and greatest solution for yourself. So it's easy to blame and complain and think this is my partner's fault, my boss's fault, my business's fault. I promise you it starts with you. It's within you. So you have to look within. And in order to do that inner work, you need to get help and support. It, it's, it's very, very difficult to do it on your own. You'll get there so much quicker. And don't you yeah. want those results where you're not stuck anymore, but you know your life is moving in the direction that you want. Right now, you're more contented because you can see the possibility. It yeah. absolutely starts with taking responsibility and reaching out to someone who has a good track record of getting results for people. Yeah, you know, there's 101 coaches or mentors or masterminds. Speak to your friends, speak to somebody that's been there and done it. And, and, you know, I just, you know, I have a coach. I'm a coach, but I have a coach. But it's someone that resonates with you that's had good outcomes for other people. I don't care about his qualifications or anything like that. I care about what he can do for me and and, and pay somebody that feels uncomfortable to pay because you're... Oh, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it's like pay a little bit more than you're comfortable to pay. And, and you, you are invested. You're invested not just financially, but this, you yeah. are in the game. You're in the game, 100%. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Guy, uh, today, Sam. Thank you so much for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then share it with somebody. Just bring someone to come and have a little listen to what Sam and I have talked today on Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Thank you so much for coming today, Sam. How can people come and find you? Yeah, thank you, Anna, for having me on. Yeah, just go to my website, sam-adams.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Sam Adams Coach. And I'm also on Twitter at This Is Sam Adams. Those two should be the same, but they're not. Apologies. <laughs> all right, well, great. We're going to make sure all of that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on today, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.